0: He was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, go search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring word to me that I too may come to worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen, when it rose, went before them, until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way.
1: God's not without a sense of humour. Um, you know, today, like, you know, when I found out about the announcement on the news uh, this week, uh, like super significant, um, you know, no more restrictions, no more Density quotients, no more caps on numbers. I was fist pumping. I was uh, you know, I, I had a bit of a bit of a tear of joy and um and I was so pumped to um to be with you all and just to be like running up and down that aisle and just high-fiving everyone. Um you know, covid safe high-fives of course. Um hand, sanit- hand sanitizers hand sanitizer between each one. But um hey look, if that's not meant, it's not meant to be that way, um, but uh, look Still, We can still adapt and overcome, and I can join with you this way. So thank you so much uh, for being here. It looks like there's quite a few of you, so um, that's great. Um, I hope that you're enjoying singing some carols, um, and I'm sure we'll enjoy uh, thinking about um, the reading that we've just had Um, Before I start, let me just say thank you to everyone that's participating and contributing this morning. Thank you to everyone that's been able to invite someone. Thank you if you've come and it's your first time. Thank you to all of our awesome musicians. Uh, Thank you to all of our awesome Bible readers. Uh, Thanks, Esther, for leading and just thanks everyone for all that you're doing, contributing sweet treats and all those good things. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, And today definitely um, can't go without saying thank you, church, um, for taking the hard road with us over these past few months uh, and going, the, and going the, the tough mile so that we are able to exit out of these restrictions together. Um, that's what we wanted to do. Our call was to maintain unity and mobilize for mission. And I'm so thankful that, um, hey, look, we get to sing carols and we also get to celebrate our ongoing unity as all the restrictions have been released. Um, hey, it's been a while coming. It's definitely not over yet, but let's just still enjoy this moment, um, and let's uh, yeah, let's let our let the carols we're singing be our actual praises and prayers to God, um, and hopefully they're more than just lyrics that we get to sing. But hey, um, we're going to um, think about that last Bible reading just just quickly, and um, I want to help us do that. And just before we do, uh, let me pray. That would be awesome. Our dearest Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for all the blessings that you give us each and every day. Uh, We thank you that we can all be united in this moment by your Spirit, be united by the blood of Jesus which has taken away and cleansed us from our sin. Uh, I pray that these next few minutes would help us to continue to think about the significance of this season, uh, Christ Jesus, the Son of the Most High God, born into this world to save us from our sin. Uh, Be with us now, we pray in his name. Amen. Well, uh, the reading we just had uh, from the book of Matthew, that chapter 2 reading, hopefully it's there in your um, little pew sheet and your little lyric song books. I wonder if you notice the popular Surf Coast theme embedded in this reading. I wonder if you notice the theme that is quintessential to our Surf Coast lifestyle. It's the theme of The search. Uh, Many of you will know this slogan. Uh, Have you seen this slogan? Maybe even right now you're wearing a T-shirt with this slogan on it, The search. If you're not familiar with this branding, uh, it is, of course, alluding to the looking for that next better, cleaner, less tourist-filled wave. It's the search that if you find it, There is the promise of experience, elation, awe, and standing right next to, sometimes even on, sometimes tumbling underneath, mighty power. In some ways it's obvious, but why does this slogan, the search, resonate with us so deeply? Well, I think the search, it taps into something that is in all of us. It's a deep desire for experience and elation, isn't it? So much of this slogan's resonance is that the search also doesn't even have to be a wave. It can be a possession, a relationship, a promotion or position. It can be anything that makes a promise to us that this thing is the elusive something of significance that when we find it, it will max out our felt experience and elation. I wonder what the source of your search is. Well, at the heart of our Christmas reading today is this theme, the search. Uh, We get to see two very different groups searching for the same thing for the same reason but with two very different motives. In this reading, we've got the wise man, and we've got King Herod. And there's a lot that's the same. There's a lot that's different. And there's a lot that speaks to what we are all searching for. So what's the same about these searches that we see? Well, the same is both sets of men are chasing something for experience and elation, aren't they? Both these men, wise men and Herod, are searching for an encounter that promises that elusive something of significance. Both are searching for power, thrill, and awe. Both want to personally encounter and even cultivate a sense of wonder and amazement. But that's where the similarities stop. For while the experience longed for is the same, the way of getting that desired experience is very different. So what is the difference between these searches? Well, the difference is what these men believe will give them their ultimate experience and emotion. So both are on the hunt for Jesus. But for the wise men, Jesus' nearness, it's comforting. But for Herod, Jesus' nearness is threatening. And both have very different notions of what to do with Jesus. For you see, if you look at King Herod, Herod's belief was that his joy came from building up himself, wasn't it? For Herod... He wanted to find Jesus and remove Jesus. Baby Jesus to King Herod was a threat. He was a threat to Herod's personally cultivated man-made sense of majesty and power. Herod wanted to keep building his power and his prowess. For him, his something significant, the thing that he was searching for was that he thought the more power he could get, the more experience he could build, this would max out his experience and elation. Herod's reason for looking for Jesus was internally driven. Find Jesus, remove this baby that had the potential for robbing him of his own power and thrill. Now, we know all about this. We do this. I know I do this. Every day, we try to remove things that we think will threaten our sought-after lifestyles of joy, of power, of position and recreation. Sometimes, this looks as simple as knocking off work early or, or the shedding of personal responsibility you know, we've all tried removing that threat of work and that threat of responsibility that we, that we felt has far too often stolen away from our leisure time and recreation. Remove that threat and build up our internal experience. Or it goes the other way, doesn't it? Maybe it could be something as simple as staying at work longer or finding a new way to maybe build the bank account. It makes sense, doesn't it? We remove the threat of an insufficiently filled bank balance and now all you have left is what you've got to build this lifestyle or take those possessions or to enhance that public perception because that is what is going to bring awe and joy and thrill that the promise contains. For Herod, finding Jesus was to get rid of Jesus And getting rid of Jesus meant being able to remove all the barriers and the blockers to his own grandeur that was going to maximise his search for maximised power and experience for living. But is the thing of significance that we're all in search for, is it something we can personally cultivate and create within ourselves? I think the wise men in our story would say no. It certainly isn't the way of the wise men. For what we see in the wise men is not internally sourced satisfaction, but externally sourced satisfaction. Something of the grandeur that they want to know, it's from outside of themselves and their lived experience. The wise men, they wanted to witness the majesty and power of god's promised king being born into the world they wanted to see with their own eyes this number one wonder of the world the wise men knew as ripkel does that the ultimate thrill is not something created in and of ourselves it's a power that comes from outside of us isn't it it's the power of a wave It's the power of the twist of a throttle. It's the power of a smile from a friend. It's the elation that comes from just a view of the ocean, something outside of ourselves. But even more for the wise men. Now, I don't know what kind of surfers they were. Probably, you know, they knew a lot about sand, probably not that much about surf. But the wise men in their wisdom They knew that if their search simply stopped with the swell, their experience, even from an external source, would still be capped, wouldn't it? It would still be limited. The wise men, in their wisdom, they knew that if they were seeking after something that was man-made or even God-made, if their hope was ultimately in that thing, there was always going to be a limit to their delight that they desired. For what we see in this story is that the wise men, in their wisdom, they knew that true joy comes not from going to the things that have been made, but by going to him who made those things. The motive of the wise men was simply to find Jesus and come and behold him, to see him. And stand safely in his presence was the ultimate power and thrill. They wanted to go see what started it all the divine designer, the almighty architect, the sovereign sustainer, the light of the world, God of gods. <sighs> And what we can see in this search is that the wise men's search, it's actually the search of us all. For God teaches us in this Christmas story that at the heart of every search, at the heart of every search for the thing that we think will bring us that experience and elation, that thing that has a sense of significance and existential joy, that thing, that is actually a search for Jesus whether it be a wave, the throttle, that relationship, a view, that lifestyle, these are all very good gifts from God. And let me say, very good. But those experiences, they're only shadows. They're only hints of God. The joy contained within them is to whet our appetite for the God who made them. Those good things are to make us thirsty for the good king, King Jesus, they are to make us long to be able to stand safely in his very presence, to truly come and behold him. They are so that we are able to say with genuine passion and joy, joy to the world, the Lord has come. God is here. Jesus Christ, the image of the invisible God, the son of the most high God, God in flesh, he's here. And it's an out-of-world spectacle. So what about you? Is seeing Jesus, is encountering God something that you've ever searched for? Have you ever taken steps to really investigate this joy to the world and to know what it's all about? I'd love to encourage you and and say to you that today can be the day that you start a search, the search, that has eternal significance. So this morning we've been singing about Christmas and Jesus. We've read and thought about the search. And we've considered how the wise men's story in their search for Jesus, it's symbolic of what we are all searching for that the heart of every search for significance is actually a search for what is most significant. And that is to be in the presence of God, to adore him, to worship him, to thank him for all that he is and all that he's given. And only by coming to know Jesus can we know this experience. Only by truly knowing Jesus is there the elation the power, the peace, the forgiveness and the rest and the delight that we all not only want but so desperately need. So we're a church whose vision is to know Jesus and to make Jesus known. And I hope that in some way we can help you in what might be your most meaningful search of your life the one for him. So let me pray. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for us. And uh, we'll sing our next song, Joy to the World. Our dearest Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the way that we can follow the wise men and see what they were searching for and how that is a picture of what it is that we all are searching for deep down. Father, for those, for those of us that know that it's Jesus, help us to see him more clearly and to adore him more greatly. And for those that are yet to see Jesus as the answer to their search, would you give them the confidence and the intrigue and the, the what it is that they need to be able to safely take steps to investigate him in his reality, in all that he's done and all that he has for them and their life. We thank you, Jesus. For saving us, for being alive even now and joining us in our prayers and in our worship to God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.